peaceful dead, for nature will enact its revenge. The most unnatural of storms for the most unnatural of acts. Never upset the dead, but one devil did. He created a pit of bodies across this land, remains with no names, a hell on earth that no one in Twillingdale dare speak of. For in 1661, a deadly storm ravaged this town a wrath of nature that knew no bounds. The Battle of Gore at Twillingdale Moor saw a young woman come face to face with the devil himself. No one dare utter his name. His presence still lingers today. The devil I'm speaking of is known everywhere as the headsman. Who's there? Nature cannot mask the deathly hell, for here is where the lost souls fell. The lost souls who were brutally executed by the headsman. He butchered innocent men right where I am sitting here today. Not just here, all across the land. He is still seen today. Evil never dies. The headsman was ordered by King Charles II to dig up all the bodies of the people who'd been involved in executing his father, King Charles I. Twillingdale's famous son, John Bradshaw, was one of them. John was loved, respected. He died peacefully, knowing that the treasonous King Charles I had been tried and executed. Justice had been served. He was buried along with his wife, Lady Bradshaw. Love everlasting, although death eternal. But the headsman disrupted the earth. He took John's rotting body from his grave and held him up for all to see. A rotting corpse, skin barely hanging onto the bones, maggots where his eyes once were, Flies laid eggs in his mouth and worms intertwined to make an intestine, eating him from the inside out. The sight, oh God, the sight, it was too much, too much. The sun fell to the earth in mourning, and the moon came out and seemed to conspire with the headsman. Butcher more, more. The headsman cackled so loudly it echoed across the land. Corpse after corpse after corpse, with three meter spikes through their bodies like skewers. The birds pecked at their faces, 
and King Charles II made a platter from their remains for his hounds. But still, the bloodthirsty headsman was not satisfied. John's head should roll. The hounds chased after it as if it were a fox, until the headsman scrabbled it up and put it up on a spike high in the sky. But to him, brutality was beautiful. Lady Bradshaw died many years before John, but at the sight of her beloved husband's body, her spirit rose from its slumber. Her scream tore the sky in two, and thunder and lightning broke out across the land. Her rage caused a hurricane so fierce that John's head fell back down to earth. Desperate to protect her husband, she picked it up and ran with it back to Twillingdale Moor, so that she could lie with him again. Back to the place he loved the most, the place of his birth. But the headsman took her body from her grave and held it up with his bare, stinking hands. He chased her, holding her own rotting corpse through the field of blood and mud and mangled men. He stopped and tore one body into four pieces. He made me watch him butcher me. A young homeless woman watched on, a reckless free spirit. She watched him. He knew she was watching. She remained still, but he knew she was there. And she was next. He chased her across the moor too. He grabbed at her feet and dragged her back. He ravaged her and tore the skin from her body while she was still breathing. He hung each piece from the branches of the trees and her blood ran through the moor like a river. The trees shed their leaves in mourning. The headsman thought he had won, but just as he was about to chop off the woman's head, Lady Bradshaw seized his sword and split him down the middle. His guts hit the floor before his body did. No more. Lady Bradshaw continued to roam the moor. Nothing grew anymore. Nature mourned the dead. The birds fled and the butterflies stopped dancing. And still she continued to roam the land. And still 